This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Mom, MPB Think Radio, that's my fault, Jella. This is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, ASHI Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. It is an open topic show today, and this is going to be fun. There's lots of stuff going on and lots to talk about. Let's talk about some quick fixes. I've got one of those, some picture-hanging Best practices, maybe not best practices, but an easy way to do it. Also, uh, projects that require a permit before you start working. And as I mentioned in the open, I may have heard, I, I should have heard this show a long time ago. <laughs> it's got to do with permits. Uh, so anyway, you can join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. And, uh, Instead of doing what we normally do, I'm going to go straight to the phone real quick because Don has been on the line for like seven minutes in mailfuls uh, trying to get through. What's going on, Don? Hey, um, so I've got a an old house that my parents have inherited from my grandfather, and it's, it's like 100 years old. Uh, it's got two big issues. One is that when it was built, uh, it's a a brick house that's got a huge footing six foot wide for the perimeter wall and portions of it are sinking faster than other portions of it. So the whole house is kind of, uh, cracking in some areas. Um, and so I was wondering if y'all could like tell me, you know, what type of sort of person I'm looking to, I would need to talk to to get, to, um, well, wow. and then also, yeah, uh, you know what? Let's start there before we move to a second question. Um, so, Jeff, Pam, what sort of person yeah. are we looking for for this house sinking into the mud? Okay. Um, I, I'm from Memphis. Now, you don't have a lot in Memphis, but you do have some. The guy you need or the company you need is a foundation company. Let them go out there, evaluate the situation, and again, before I'm going to hire the foundation company, I'm going to get a structural engineer out there to recommend to me what needs to be done. Then I'm going to call my foundation contractor and get their opinion and share that information with the foundation company. Okay. Yeah. And what I would add to that too, Jeff, is since it's so old and when it was built, my guess is that there was no soil boring done. Oh yeah. No. Right. Yeah. To get you some information on what kind of uh, dirt you're built on in the first place, you may want to get a soil boring because they'll tell you how far down really you need to go. And that just helps with the information. Okay. That makes sense. All right. Yeah. So you had another question about the flooring in said home, correct? Right. So the brick foundation has little uh, pockets in it where all of the joists in the floor, instead of being like set on something, they run into the brick wall. Um, and then over the years, the, the temperature fluctuations and the sweating, all of those, uh, pretty much all of those boards have rotted out right at the wall. 
And so there are spots on the floor that just, like, have sunk down, and so they're literally like a trampoline between the boards. Um, I didn't know if y'all had any tips on you know, techniques to replace those. Got a Sawzall? <laughs> that's, how, that's how I took out one room, but it was right. um, time-consuming. I didn't right. know. <laughs> only else, uh, the only other thing I can think. a Sawzall and a sledgehammer? Right. Anything faster is a match. You know I mean? There's... Right. Right. Now, okay, wait a minute. Now, you you got me thinking. Are you sure that you have foundation movement, or do we just have rotten wood? Is the actual piers under the home sinking? So this house actually isn't on piers. As far as I know, the brick foundation is a pyramid shape where the wall would be, and it goes to about four feet wide at the base of the pyramid that's about four feet in the ground and then right. channel it pyramids up to about a foot wide at the ground level and then there's a there's a three brick wall thick that goes up about 30 feet um, I know wow. in the 70s my grandfather had somebody come out and they they completely tore down one of like a third of the house and then rebuilt it with a concrete foundation uh, to stop that. But now the other half of the house is sinking faster. <laughs> I got you. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm going to go back to the engineer. Get the, get the engineer out there. Now, as far as your wood, that is, if I'm understanding this correctly, the floor joists run into that foundation wall. Correct? Right. right. Okay, so it's like they're sitting there, and then they more or less bricked around the floor joists. Correct. Okay, a couple schools of thought, and again, I think I'm going to get with my engineer on that, but my, my knee-jerk is I'm going to attach uh, treated lumber to that wall, and then I'm going to use a joist hanger to hang my floor joists onto the the timber that I have attached to that um, to that brick wall, but then again, all this needs to be coordinated with the engineer. Yeah, the engineer, that, the engineer, right. what his report is probably going to have a lot to do with that floor too. Right, right. Well, and make okay. sure whenever you, because um, I was actually had this conversation with somebody the other day, whenever you interview your engineers, whenever you give them a call, you tell them what's going on and you want them to go down underneath that house and tell you what's going on. You don't want them just um, running elevations on the inside of the house. You want somebody who's going to suit up and go down there and take you a lot of photographs and then give you some type of a solution that is uh, specific to that house and those those issues because that sounds like something that's unusual. It's not your just run of the mill problem you're dealing with. And this is what happens in old houses. I mean, we're headed down. Right. I'll be in Bellhaven the last part of this week, and you just deal with old houses that have been. And and Jeff, I mean, what I see is that when the old house was built, it was fantastic, and then we started remodeling it and screw <laughs> it up. <laughs> Well, another thing, too, Pam and the listeners, think about this. This house was built 100 years ago. We, we've made a tremendous amount of improvements through that 100 years. Um, right. 
ID, air conditioning, insulation. When that house was built, we, we, we did not have the insulation that we have today. We did not have the air conditioning that we have today. So I'm assuming that we have incorporated these new products inside this 100-year-old envelope, which is a great thing, but it has to be done correctly. You could have a ventilation problem under the house, um, which would contribute to the dampness and the wood rot. So there's a, there's a lot of things that are going on that we've got to set back. Let's take our time and say, wait a minute, guys, let's do this right. Let's do it one time. So, Jeff, let's help him out a little bit. What, what do you think uh, an engineer, <clears throat> and Pam, you can help with this too. What's an engineer run? Oh, you're probably going to get, you know, every market is different, right. but uh, you're you're probably going to spend, I would think, eight hundred to a thousand dollars getting the engineer getting a report. Okay, uh, that's what I. Yeah, I think that's about right, especially for something that's so specific like this. Sure. Smaller houses. It's all about, you know, people have to understand we're pricing our time. Right. So an older house takes longer. It's right. not going to cost the same as a house that was right. built this year. So about eight right. to a thousand, eight hundred to a thousand for the that, inspection reports, and I, I believe that money will save you uh, at least that money when you go to a structural person to fix it. Because if you if you already know the engineer's report and what needs to be done and what will fix it, you take away some guesswork. You take away you know uh, a lot of right. things. So. Well, and another, and, and, and another thing you do, I, I want the engineer's stamp on that on that report, and I'm going to engage that engineer throughout this process. Foundation right. company does their work. I want the engineer coming back, putting his stamp and his seal approval on that work, saying. Okay, this is exactly what I recommended. We did it exactly the way I said. Let's let's move on to the next phase. Right. All right. And let me give you just okay. another piece of advice here. <laughs> a house is a hundred years old. Don't be in a hurry. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, well it's not the biggest going mistake anywhere. I see people make is they get in a hurry and they'll pay they, yeah. they want it done like HGTV. And this stuff right. just doesn't work like that. So, no, it, and, and I'm telling you right now, we're doing a, we're going to start a project in Raymond on a, on a house that's about a hundred years old, and it's, it, it, everything is different. You, you're not going down to your local hardware. You're not. I don't. I, I don't know where you're going. You're not going to find these parts and pieces. So a lot of things have to be. Uh, manufactured a lot of things have to be thought about on the front end to make the end result what everyone can be proud of right all right thanks don we appreciate it uh thanks for your help we're going to be going to uh a break real quick we're going to do that java it's time for us to take our first break of the hour uh we want to hear from you though we've got a lot of stuff going on and a lot to talk about what's happening in your home give us a call at 877 mpb ring that's 877-672-7464, or send an email to fixit101mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. 
Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, Ashy Certified Inspector, and Inspect It Like a Girl. I've got an echo in the background. And gone. Check that out. All right. Ashy Certified Inspector and Inspector Like a Girl and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Join the conversation with us this morning. You can call 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Now, uh, you both of you guys, uh, Jeff and Pam, you both worked on a... Uh, a house flipping reality show, right? Well, um, yes. yeah, both of you guys have been have been associated with that in the past. In the past, um, have you guys have you heard of this new show, Murder House Flip? No, uh, no. Wow, no. lots of crickets. Okay, the show's logline explains: Murder House Flip is an unconventional new home renovation show that takes on the country's most infamous homes the ones for mysterious murders committed behind their walls and uh and i guess redoes them and sells them i don't know flips them i don't know uh pam you've been under a lot of really spooky places have you ever been to a house that just kind of gave you the the creepies all the time (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I carry a little bundle of sage and sage myself sometimes. (laughs) Places I'll drive up and I'll look at that and I was like, oh, this is not going to be good. Right. Okay. (laughs) Um, So, uh, yeah, uh, Jeff, have you ever gone into a wall or something and found something you weren't supposed to? Absolutely. Really? Oh, yeah. Hey, I got stories. I got stories, buddy. I'm telling you. Oh, no way. Um, What's one thing you pulled out of the wall? I've got good ones and bad ones. Oh, (laughs) yikes. Okay. Tell me something good you've pulled out of a wall. Uh, We were doing a a house renovation in South Jackson. Uh Uh-huh. My carpenter, excuse me, my carpenter's down there. He calls me. He says, Jeff, you need to come down here quick, man. I found something. I get there. He's got 15 crisp $100 bills in his hand. Whoa. Whoa. Nice. And, and I'm sure, I'm sure what it was, you know, grandma saving her money, putting uh-huh. it up in the, in the, on the shelf and right. then, um, you know, died or whatever. Family didn't know about it. I, I didn't even know. I bought the house from the bank, so I didn't know who owned it. And this is it called uh, you? So yeah, we found fifteen hundred dollars. Wow, that's uh, I, I hope you still employ that guy because uh, they, don't, oh, they yeah. don't come around often. Uh, well, un- unfortunately, he is he's passed away. Pam, you know him. He was on the he was on the TV show with us. But uh, great, great guy, very, very, very honest. And uh, yeah, he, is. he made se- he he made an extra seven hundred and fifty dollars that day. I was about to say. Uh, there's, there's not much found cash in the world, you know, no, no. no. 
Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's go to the phone. We've got Ben on the line, and he and he has got a question for you. Okay, here we go. Ben uh, in Yazoo City. What's going on, man? Hey, uh, I was just calling in uh, since the gentleman called earlier about having the old house. I happen to have a few old houses myself, and two of them need a lot of work. We've started kind of looking at the project, and then. I think Jeff brought up, you know, modern technologies and how we've expanded on doing things better, and I and I absolutely agree with that. Do you guys have any thoughts on, you know, the value of using modern products versus taking some of the tax credit that you're supposed to get from these historic homes? And uh, I'll go offline for my answer. All right, that's completely out of my wheelhouse. Uh, that's a Jeff question. That's a Jeff question. <laughs> yeah, that's. Man, that's a that's an accounting question. I think that there are some tax credits when you upgrade to energy saving products for your home, i.e., windows, siding, new insulation. Uh, but 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 again, I, I can I can tell you how to I can tell you how to install them uh, when it comes to the tax credits and stuff like that. I think that's an accounting question. Yeah, you get a guy for that, a person for that. Okay, uh, so if you're one of these people in the world that does this for a living, give us a call and tell us if that's a thing. You know, 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. I I mentioned earlier, we were talking about picture, or I was mentioning picture hanging. This is a a small thing. Everybody's like, look, everybody knows how to hang a picture. You put a nail in the wall. You put the little string on there. You put the hook on, whatever, and it's done, right? Well, the fun part is that if you ever walk into someone's house, you'll notice how much they don't know about picture hanging as far as getting it straight. Like like everybody's picture is kind of off kilter all that. Here's the deal. When you when you go to hang a picture, I, I learned this. My dad taught me this forever ago. Use two of whatever you're using. And what he meant by that is that if you're using a nail, use another nail a few inches away from that one. What that does is if you hang the little uh, the string in between the two sides on the picture, something of that nature, uh, meaning if it's like a painting and it's being held up by a string in the back, you hang it on the two, and that allows you to move it back and forth so you can put a level on the top, and you can get it perfect every time. Uh, it's, it's the easiest thing in the world. I never thought about it before. But it does make it so that the painting can be level wherever you put it. So there you go. I just saved you a, a, a saggy picture. Well, then you need to have a friend. Say, no. <laughs> have a friend. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, it, that's the hardest thing about hanging a picture is to know if it's the at the right height. So you got to have somebody there to... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah the uh, the friend. Oh, oh, oh. I did want to did want to tell you guys this weekend. I I made a turtle enclosure. This is my project for the weekend. Okay, uh, those of you, most of you don't know. I've got a special needs kid. He's a little older, but he he has a turtle as a pet, right? Or, or I'm sorry, it's not a turtle. It's a uh, the other iguana. One. No, no. <laughs> Tortoise, 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 or yeah, it's a land thing. It's not a water thing. Anyway, uh, so he's got a tortoise named Chipper. But we take Chipper outside all the time and let Chipper crawl around the backyard. Well, occasionally we'll lose Chipper and have to send the dogs to go find Chipper. Uh, But the dogs go and get him and we find him. And so anyway, 
I, uh, my wife asked if I would build a, a cool outdoor enclosure with shade and, you know, safety and everything else. We have hawks that fly over our uh, neighborhood regularly that we have to <laughs> keep out for small, cute things in the yard because the hawks will eat them. But anyway, so I made an enclosure this weekend for, um, for a turtle out of... A tortoise, thank you. Out of old, uh, out of old fence wood. So that was the big project this weekend. I have a friend who told me that when she was a kid, this huge turtle wandered into the backyard, and so they kept it as a pet. So their dog used to love to play with it, and, the, and the, actually, the turtle liked to play with them as well. But they had a huge pile in the back of just stuff. Her dad would bring home stuff, and they would just pile all this stuff up, and the turtle disappeared. Well, then one day they decided to remove all the stuff. And guess what was under the pile? What? Oh, the turtle still? <laughs> yeah. Oops. All right. Uh, you know what? Takes us straight to the phone. Michelle is on the line in Meridian with another older home question. What's going on, Michelle? Uh, sorry. Yeah. Um, we do have an older home. The first part was built in the 1930s and then added on in the 60s. We have cracks in our ceiling. Uh, you know, it is an older house. How can we repair that? Uh, is there something that you recommend? Because in the next few years, you know, I know the cracks will get worse. How uh, old is this house, Michelle? Um, the one half of the house is 1930s. Uh-huh. And then they added on in the 60s with a basement bomb shelter and efficiency apartment. Oh, uh, that is so cool. Yeah, it's really a need. We developed cracks in the last like three years. I'm assuming that's plaster. I believe so. Okay. I'm yeah, gonna... I, I'm, I'm thinking plaster. Yeah. Um, well, you're going to have to figure out why the cracks are there. <laughs> that might help. Yeah. Well, I, I figure you know we are slightly on a, a little incline, a little hill, and you know I, I think maybe we've had some shifting. I, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, like I said. One house, one part of the house has been joined to the other part. So, you know, it's just hard for me to tell. So what should we do? Where should we start? Well, there's a couple schools of thought. You could, you could, I, I agree with Pam. Now let's, let's find out what's going on because you fix a crack and it moves. It's going to crack again. Um, the second part, what I'm going to recommend, you could always overlay that ceiling. It is plastered. You could overlay it with quarter-inch sheetrock. Oh, wow. That would be the cheapest and easiest and fastest way to deal with that. Well, maybe not the cheapest, but I'm thinking the best. Um, But I also want to know, you know, how bad are the cracks? What's what is the house really moving? You know, there's there's a lot of factors here. Yeah, because you could take care of the cosmetic. And another thing, what I did in my house, my house was built in 58. And um, I put metal on my ceiling in my office, kind of as an architectural kind of different thing. And then in my hallway, I covered up an old ceiling fan, you know, those big house fans. Uh I removed the fan, and then I came back with beadboard and just did the whole ceiling with that. That That looks nice. Those are great ideas. Um, As far as the, the, the fixing of that goes, Michelle... I can tell you the artisans who work with uh, that type of wall, that type of surface now, 
and I say artesians because there's like three guys who you're three people out there who can do that sort of thing properly and make it look good anymore. And they're costly. They're yeah. going to be costly, you know. Well, then who would determine? Would it be someone to check the foundation or something like that? What would you? Um, no, I think, I think I'm going to hire an engineer. Okay. Um, and Michelle, uh, that's that's great because uh, as soon as we finish with your call, I'm going to take a call from Kirk about an engineer. So uh, maybe we can get some more information about that. All right, thank you so much. Yes, ma'am. All right, you know, let's go ahead. Let's go to Kirk right there on coast. What's going on, Kirk? Uh, not a whole lot. I'm y'all are just you know, spot on. Uh, um, you recommending, especially for the, the structural engineers um, on the earlier call. Uh, I'm not a structural engineer. I'm a mechanical engineer. Oh. Um, but I, I do work with a, a few of them. Um, with, you know, my my specialty is more you know, HVAC and, and plumbing and, and right. you know, moisture control. Um, but it's you, know, you, you do good knowing what you're dealing with, and um, it, it's, it's good to hire a professional. Um, I had a call a few weeks ago where the gentleman had no no water pressure in his house because he had well, half a mile of you know, three quarter inch pecs coming from the street. Right, and um, yeah, you would do it. Would have been a lot cheaper and better to have actually gotten someone to size that line from the meter before he had it all buried. So it just it's, it's appreciated hearing you know, recommend yeah. us there. Well, and and there's I think there's a certain wisdom in 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 listening to someone who does that, and you're paying them not for a commodity. You're you're paying them for for their knowledge you know that's all your that's all your money is going to is really their knowledge they're not buying material or anything of that nature so it's 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 a very uh honest genuine deal basically between you and the engineer is because you're just paying for their expertise and that's it yes and some of us are, are, are real good some of us you know you know have a lot more book knowledge um i personally <laughs> have been in the construction industry since i was a teenager my dad was a a contractor, so I've, I've seen it, I've done it. Um, Pam's right, we need to crawl under houses. Um, I'm going to be underneath one probably tomorrow. With a, um, I know what his problem is, but I need to get some measurements and, and pictures to, to confirm it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's you, there, there's a range of people you get, and um, you know, we, we try to do a good job. And the, the estimate you gave. Yeah, for me, is right on as well. So. Oh, okay, good. Thank you. All right, Kurt, well, we appreciate it. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Time for us to take another break. And uh, when we get back, we're still looking to hear about your home improvement projects. If you want to join today's show, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. When we come back, we're going to look at some projects, probably may require a permit. Maybe Jeff will let me off the hook. We'll be right back. If you're a parent on the go but still want to stay informed about your children's education, subscribe to Mississippi Education Connections podcast and listen on the go anytime, anywhere on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, ASHE Certified Inspector, Inspector 
at inspect it like a girl. girl. They're words and they have to come out of my mouth. And licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org like this person. Okay, you guys ready? I'm hoping you can help with an issue I'm having with my shower floor. It's a four-by-four walk-in fiberglass shower located in a basement of the house. Recently, I noticed a couple of soft spots in the floor of the shower. Also, one of the spots, there is a small crack forming. Uh, I know there's a repair kit product that fixes cracks in fiberglass showers, but my question is more about the soft spots and how to fix fill them. I've seen YouTube videos where holes are drilled in for stabilizing foam, uh, but I'm not sure if that's the best option. Any advice on how to fix this and what may be causing it? Um, and go. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Jeff? Yeah, shower in a... Uh, Y'all want me to handle this one? <laughs> uh, I want to I replace the shower, so... So there, you don't feel like there's a, a uh, proper repair for this situation? I, I don't. I don't feel there's a proper repair that will last. Uh-huh. I think there's band aid. Um, I want to. I want to replace the shower unit. Providing you said it's in the basement, and that's that's the key word right there. Providing I can get it in the house. Without, you know, tearing down walls and stuff. Right. And chances are in the basement, I can do that. Right. Yeah, we have so many basements here in central Mississippi. Right. <laughs> well, we yeah. have so much experience with and, and last too, basement. Now, uh, I'm sorry, Pam, but uh, another reason for my thinking on this one, these shower units are not expensive. I'm yeah. going to spend more money, I think, trying to fix this thing than than if I just install new. Well, and and when when you install new, you get to really shore up that base that seems to be uh, declining. And typically, just just from what I've seen, typically it's from uh, it's, it's from plumbing issues up under it, kind of wearing away at the 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 foundation of the the whatever you put <laughs> down, you know. Yeah, so, I'm you know. About. What do you not see? Yeah, I've got my, I've got my thoughts. I'm thinking there's other things going on, and you know, trying to put a bandaid on it is not just something I'm 100 percent believing in. Right. Yeah, you can just this. This is where you get your sawzall and your um, sledgehammer. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and I will say I I do want to caution folks. uh, Unless you're like you uh, repair cars for a living, like a, a body person. Um, fixing cracks in fiberglass is not an easy thing to do well unless you know what you're doing. Um, and you can, there's lots of, uh, lots of kits and things like that, that you can, that you can learn how to do, but the strength is just never quite the same in those fiberglass things. You uh, know what it's going to be, Jason? It's going to be like you in that toilet. Me in the what? <laughs> You're going to spend all that time. And what you really just needed was a new toilet. Yes, yes. Yes, all the, the 17 repairs to the toilet before I finally just, you know, hit it with a sledgehammer and forget it. Now, you know, Pam, you're you're the kettle calling the pot black now. 
Why remember, is that? I remember your toilet story. Right. Yeah. Hey, I did. I tried everything, but then I just stowed it up and waited for an opening with a plumber. Right. <laughs> they came over. Right. But I wanted to tell you about my uh, my basement story. You know, we have so many basements here in central Mississippi. Laugh, laugh, laugh. Right. Um, I opened up a, a this is over in Bellhaven, and they had one of those trap doors. So I had to, good Lord, that thing was heavy. So I pull up that trap door, and I look down there, and I was like, I think there's a, it was a swimming pool. There was no. so much water down there. Oh, oh okay. And then I went down a couple of stairs and I had my flashlight and I was looking all over and sitting in the water was an electric water heater. Oh, fun. And it was working. <laughs> I was like, this is where the inspector deems it unsafe and right. will not proceed any further. Right. <laughs> all right. Horror stories from the inspection show. Let's go, to, let's go to Benny and Kosciuszko. What's going on, Benny? Hi. Um, I'm not sure how, if I can get this problem fixed. Um, my gutters, mm-hmm. which I added to uh, my, this is my parents' home. It was a ranch-style house, and I added an addition, which gave it a, what is that, an inverted corner. Uh-huh. So I added gutters to the house because when it rained, water was just pouring in that little indention. Right. So the gutters are up, but they, water, I guess, leaks under the gutter, so it's running under the, out that ceiling, all the way back to the ceiling fan, so I get water dripping on my porch that I had. Hang on. Did you say you had gutters put up professionally? Well, I hired someone, yes. I found an ad in the paper. And I called him and had him come out and add it. I did get him to come back again because I added additional gutters to the front. So when he came and did that, I said, well, this back here is leaking. You know, can it be fixed? So he did something, but it's still leaking. Hmm. All right. I'm going to let the pros go on that one. Uh I have an opinion. Yeah, if you're back, it's backwashing. You could look at, um, there's a metal uh, drip edge that, that can be installed that would basically prevent the water from going back up into that fascia and soffit. Okay. Um, and I don't see those a lot put up here, but I see them all the time at the big box stores. Um, but it goes under the shingle and then comes down the side of the fascia and goes into the gutter. Yeah. So that your water, whenever it reaches that point, instead of backwashing over the back side of the gutter, it would go out the front side. Because it sounds like you've either got gutters that aren't, don't have a correct fall or they're not big enough. Right. To they're handle like five what's inch, right. or six That's, inches. I'm, I'm thinking the gutters are too small. Um, and also, I want to comment on a gutter just real quick. <clears throat> and I guarantee we're fixing to get some calls on this. Everybody telling me how wrong I am. Okay. I install my gutters on. I do not remove the one by two on the house to install the gutters. I want to install my gutters, not to my fascia, but onto my one by two. That keeps that gutter off of that fascia board. So you don't end up with that water running between your gutter and your fascia board. And then, in turn, it will rot that fascia board. Huh. So, 
I'm sure the gutter guys are saying, Jeff, you don't know what you're talking about, but let them call. Right. It'll be, a, it'll, be, it'll be a good debate because I will debate it with you. Okay. My only, oh, yeah, and my where, concern on that, Jeff, when you're doing that, are you bracing those so that they don't? Because that's what I see is when sure. top of the, we call it I mean, it's, strip. it's the proper way to install a gutter. So, well, there's 3,000 ways to do it. I see it all the time. <laughs> yeah, but Jeff's dropping the mic on this one. Kosciuszko, how would I find someone else then that I could get to? You call it, it's backwashing, so I right. can get something to fix that problem. Well, and, and, and that's something that we were going to talk about today, about finding the, the correct contractor. Uh, and, and, of course, you know, anybody can buy an ad in a paper. But, but... Uh, you do need to do a little due diligence, you know, and check out the contractor. You need to ask that contractor if they've got references, you know. You can find contractors uh, online, and and you want to look for them that are that are licensed. You can start. We've we've said this. I think we we say this almost every show. The, a great place to start here in Mississippi is MSBOC, Mississippi State uh, Board of Contractors. Uh, and that's a .us, if I'm correct. Yes, msboc.us. That's where you would find licensed contractors here. Also in your local builder community, um, if, you've, uh, if you have a local builder community there in Kosciuszko, or you can call the nearest larger town near you. But um, there's a place, MHI is another place to look for uh, contractors that are, that are licensed, you know, certified. But that's what you're looking for, because the issue, the first thing you said, Benny, was that uh, the water was backwashing. And the f- my first thought is, how is there enough water in the gutter to backwash? Why, why would right. that be in the first place? I think you know? because it's an inverted, it's coming from two sides because it's that inverted corner. Right, but that's what Jeff said is, it, is it, the, the idea, the whole point of a gutter is to move water away from your home. And okay. if there's enough water to fill up the gutter, there's a problem. Okay. Yep. Yeah, well, the gutter's probably not big enough. But right. in order, now that you've already got it, I mean, I kind of feel your pain. Right. So. I would I would just talk to somebody about putting a drip edge flash up there and see if if they if can that run might that help with that it. One. Yeah, that's the cheapest thing. That would be my first thing. That's true. That's you can pick that up for a couple of bucks, Benny, and and you know it tacks yeah, up there. Expensive. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Thanks, Benny. I hope that helps. And yeah. do look for someone licensed. I promise it'll be better every time. All right. Thanks. Uh, number calls eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Okay, got a uh, got another email here that have, this one blew my mind when I read it, but I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there. I don't even know where to start to tell this person stop. Okay, hello. I listen to the show from time to time, and now I have a problem which might be just right for the show. We noticed a wet spot on an interior wall. Underneath a light switch box, I removed the plate and the switches and saw that water is in the light switch box and dripping in over a wire. I could see a drip accumulate. Also, there seems to be some moisture on the yellow big wire, which I can see through a gap between the top of the box and the drywall. 
is this a problem for an electrician or do I need to call a wall or insulation contractor? I fear replacing the light receptacle with an insulated one will not be enough. Any helpful comments are appreciated. Number one, Caroline, who sent us this letter, step away from the wall. Don't touch the wall anymore. <laughs> okay, I'll let the pros go from there. Yeah, you got to figure out where that water's coming from. Come is on, it only coming. leaking when it rains? It doesn't say. This is an email. Um, yeah. So uh, all yeah, I know you know, is... Yeah, yeah I mean, your source. I mean, if it, yeah. it could be... If it's on an outside wall, it could be... A roof leak, it could be condensation, it could be something to do with the air conditioning. The biggest enemy of a house is water. Right. That's right. And especially hidden water, you know, stuff that you don't know that's there. So, well, I would and, probably and, look in particular, somebody, electrified water. A contractor or an inspector who's got a thermal camera, let them come over there and try to pinpoint what your problem is, where that water's coming from. I think you're your electrical outlet or switch is your secondary problem. <laughs> your, your primary problem is we got to figure out where that water's coming from and solve that problem. Right. Uh, Jeff? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm agreeing with Pam. Let, let's, let's find the source of the water. Um, cut, the, cut the breaker off to the light fixture. <laughs> Once we find the source of the water, fix that. Cut the breaker off to the to the light fixture and then change the light fixture out right okay it's uh it's this is not a uh, this is not a real complicated thing to do uh just uh take your time and and uh and uh well i just was be careful i was reading so. this thing and it just scared me to death because i could see someone with a screwdriver pulling out that that screw that comes the two screws that hold in a light switch plate you know Pull right. out those two screws, letting the plate fall down to the floor, and seeing water in the box would freak me out about as far you know, as I could jump. Something that's interesting, too, that, that since we've been talking about old houses, and Jeff made such a great point about how we know how to do things better now, but, you know, you're not supposed to have a switch on the same wall as your bathtub or your shower, <laughs> which makes perfect well, sense. But well, you go into an old house... Because you don't want to be standing in the shower and go, you know, I need to turn on the vent fan. Right. <laughs> Just get your hand out and turn that on. That's, that's a bad day. You can have it on the same wall as long as you cannot reach it from yeah. that really? or that shower. Okay. Oh, yeah. So you can yeah, put it like eight feet houses, away. Yeah, we go in and all these old houses. And then my other favorite is let's hang a chandelier over the tub. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, people, people... To, to this day ask me to do that and um, you know I've, I've got to explain that you know no I, I can't I, I cannot do that right so it's not safe and you shouldn't do it but but I saw it in Scarface no one, why not there's no one governing you in your own home so if you do it obviously you can we do not recommend it it is dangerous. Okay. Happens all, I mean, we see it all the time. But what they do, Jeff is right, they'll get their CO, their certificate of occupancy, and then they'll hire somebody to come in and hang that chandelier. You know, that real pretty chandelier they bought at the secondhand right. store. It'll look great over that tub. Right. <laughs> that time. Now they're going to end up on murder houses. You know? <laughs> That's right. 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Uh, so, so, Pam, I was going to ask today. No, we were talking about permit earlier today. We were talking about we are going to. So, so many of the things that we talk about on Fixit 101 <laughs> Uh, are home fixes, DIY by the home owner. And that's a very specific legal thing. <laughs> um, and when you hire out someone to do something, it's different. Uh, also, the thing that you're fixing may need a permit. And who can do that? What's legal? Jeff, the first time we had Jeff on the show over five years ago, I think, or close, was for permits and zoning and all yep. those other. Yeah, Jeff. Jeff came on for permits. So, so meaning, uh, what sort of things I was asking on the show? What sort of things would one need a permit for? Uh, Jeff, let's just start real quick in the kitchen. If I want to move the sink, do I need a permit? Now, a lot of a lot of communities are different right but if i'm moving a sink inside my my home i'm probably not going to go get a permit really no okay uh Uh, tell me something i could do inside the home that i would need a permit kind of on the low end so i know about where we start yeah if if replacing anything in its existing footprint i'm probably not going to get a permit if i'm going to move a structural wall if i'm going to do a room addition if i'm going to install a window install a roof then yes i'm I'm going to get a permit at that at that point right so just about anything outside even if you are replacing the roof with the exact same roof that you have Mm mm-hmm Nine times out of ten, you will need HOA approval, homeowner association mm-hmm. approval, and a permit. Okay. And um, the permits can be for, are the permits for both the removal and replacement, or are they just for the whole job? Correct. No, yeah, the whole job. Okay. Usually it's the whole job. And just so the consumer knows, something that I always tell my clients, if you're going to hire somebody to do something, have a contract with all the expectations everybody has on the front end. And also put in there, if there are any permits to be pulled, that they are responsible for knowing that they need to be pulled and then doing that. <laughs> That's good. Because <laughs> I point. ran into that. I was having to, I, I hired a guy to come in and put up a new fence for me. Uh-huh. And I put in the contract. This is what, you know, I had everything laid out for him. And he came to me and he said, well, the city stopped me because I didn't have a permit. And I was like, well, you see this contract right here? Right. This said that you were supposed to take care of it. Right. <laughs> All right. That is fantastic. That's a great idea because uh you know i didn't even think about that the, the fact that all contractors are not equally educated lets you know that they might not know to get a permit for something but well and jeff is so right because the rules are different in every can you imagine if every time you went to go play a football game in an opposing uh person's stadium the rules were different yeah but that's what happens with these i mean these permit guys is different in every town in every county 
it is a nightmare trying to figure out what they want because <laughs> like, they like, they all play by different rules okay all right you know what uh bill's wanting to squeak in here and from olive branch here at the end of the show what's going on bill uh, well i wanted to correct uh, uh, get that one add to what jeff said all right he forgot a couple items if you move uh, or add an electrical wire, Ooh. or if you move or add a gas line, you need a permit. See, you know what's funny is that I'm going to need to do a show pretty soon about what one does after they've done all this without permits. <laughs> you pay after one, so what what happens really? Well, it's it's not as bad as you think. Okay, hire a hire a qualified home inspector uh-huh. to come and inspect the work that has been done, uh-huh. providing you can get to you can get to everything. Because here's the inspector's job: is it is it right or wrong? Okay, it's right. Sign off on the card. Everyone moves on, and they inspect it after it's done. Right. So okay. the same thing, but but again, get your permit first instead of going through all that grief. Yeah, yeah. I I'm wish you'd been that. around when I had my house built. Hey, hey, hey brother, <laughs> I'm with you. I'm sitting here thinking, man, I've I've moved every outlet in the house and created new rooms, and I mean, I've done all kinds of crazy stuff. Okay. Well, that's when the inspector shows up and goes, "Well, Papa came over and said, honey, I can do that.' Right? Yeah." <laughs> I'm Papa. Um, yeah. Right. Oh, he did all the work here, honey. Right. <laughs> Saved you all this money right before uh-huh. it burned down. <laughs> all right, folks. You know what? That's enough for us. Right. Anybody? Last words? Anything great? Well, I was going to tell you to not tell Jeff that I power washed my house this weekend. Oh, come on. No one tell Jeff. <laughs> no one tell Jeff that Pam... Power wash. Yeah, don't tell Jeff. Thirty-two hundred psi up against. I'm gonna drive. I'm gonna drive by and look at it. Right. <laughs> All right, folks. Fix It One One is production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Think Radio is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by uh, Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill for Pam Pivas, Jeff Sammons. I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.